You know, earlier tonight, I was in a bar, if you can believe that. And there was a lady sitting there at the bar. Actually, she owns the bar. And we started talking about spooky stuff. And uh, The Exorcist came up. And, 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 of course, this is Tubular Bells, which was used in the movie The Exorcist. And she said to me, she goes, I was living in New York in 1973 when The Exorcist came out the day after Christmas. She said there was snow on the ground. There was a line down the block. And she said, I stood in that line. And she said, all we knew at that time was it's a movie about a girl possessed by the devil. That's all we knew. She had no images in her mind as to what was going to be in the film. So she said all the things that we think of when we think of that movie, you know, Linda Blair's head spinning around and the pea soup and all that kind of stuff. She was completely unprepared for any of that. And it's hard to imagine it unless you've been in that situation. She said, having no expectations and and seeing that movie, it scared her so badly that she said literally for a month, I could not sleep. It was like one of the most terrifying things. Because I told her about the show tonight and I said, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about that. And she, she was like, I can't handle exorcism stuff just can't do it i'm scarred for life maybe she got right with god (laughs) that that will do it for some people and and later we are going to play some uh some exorcism audio of course Uh, i've got still some you know audio that really freaks people and disturbs people um that we're going to get into over this next hour but hey i i welcome all of you back to to the final hour of tonight's special Halloween edition of Speaking of Strange. I'm your host, Joshua P. Warren, and uh, I really implore you, if you're in a, in a situation where you can do it, just turn the lights off, burn some candles, and, and spend this hour leading up to midnight, the witching hour, with us. And, um, and some of the audio that we're going to play is some of the audio that some people just can't take and and i'm not just talking about the exorcism stuff i mean and and so if i'm about about to play some audio that's too much for you that's that's cool just turn the radio off for a couple minutes and then turn it back on or skip it if you're listening to the podcast that's okay um but first off i want to let you all know that uh, i'm here in uh, puerto rico at the bermuda triangle research base i'm right in the middle of the triangle uh, in the Asheville, North Carolina studio, we have uh, producer Sam the Animal Still, along with investigator Shelley Wright. And you may or may not realize this, but this show, you know, we're going into year number 13, and this show would not be on the air if it weren't for the support of Wright's Coin Shop uh, in Asheville, North Carolina. And so I, I really want to thank you, investigator Shelley Wright and your family for supporting this show that so many people love all around the world. And, and you know, Shelley, tonight when this show is over and everybody wakes up and it's All Saints Day, and then, and then the next day it's All Souls Day, um, the whole paradigm is going to shift over toward the holiday season. And I really want people, you know, if you're going to buy a gift, you may as well make it a lasting gift, something that's meaningful for people. I hope people who are in the Asheville area will go to Wright's Coin Shop. If they're not in the area, then 
they can possibly call you and who knows maybe i don't know if you guys do a lot of long distance business but but tell us a little bit about the setup that you guys have for the the next couple months shelly Basically the same setup as now. You just uh, you know keep an eye open because everything changes by the day. Um, and not only can you find something really incredible for everyone in your family, something that you know you don't have to worry. Is it going to be the right size? Is the right color? You never have to worry about that. But also, if you need money to shop. For Christmas and you have some things to sell we are always buying so you don't need an appointment you can just come in whenever it's good for you and we're there Monday through Friday from 1030 to 530 and we do not close at lunch so just come on out whenever it's good for you well you know I said this on the show last week and the the, the truth is you can go into Wright's coin shop and it's so simple to shop because it, you can buy a, a nice gold or silver coin or whatever else for for a kid, for a man, for a woman, it doesn't matter. Their their eyes are going to light up when they see it. it it's going to you know sparkle, and it's something they can keep as long as they want to. Maybe the rest of their lives. It's only going to grow in value. Um, and and anybody who uh, wants to know more about it should visit speakingofstrange.com. And click the link to the Wright's Coin Shop website. That's W-R-I-G-H-T-S, WrightsCoinShop.com is that website. And, and tell everybody else uh, how, you know, they, how they can find you in the Asheville area or how they can call you to get more information. Well, you can give us a call at 828-298-5402 or just come see us at 1271 Sweeten Creek Road in Asheville. And it's the, the same road that leads you right to Biltmore Estate. It's just kind of a direct, direct shot there. Um, but we're kind of, you know, in the middle between, you know, the it's a huge road. And we're kind of smack dab in the middle of it. We're on the four-lane part of it. Um, we're um, exit 51 off of I-40, um, U.S. 25 a is Sweeten Creek Road. U.S. 25 is Hendersonville Road. So it's it's easy to put into your GPS and 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 find us. We have lots of uh, lots of landmarks, and we have okay. a great big honking sign at the road. How how much simpler could it be? True. Uh, the number again eight two eight two nine eight five four zero two. The address, 1271 Sweeten Creek Road, not far from the Biltmore Estate, over there toward Biltmore Village, 828-298-5402. You know, Shelly, people ask me uh, all the time, like, how did you get into spooky stuff? You know, how did, how did you get into this field? And I have all these kind of personal experiences that I can bring up. And as a matter of fact, during this hour, I think I'm going to tell all of you once again, uh, about maybe you know one or two of my own paranormal experiences, but you know, growing up in Asheville, I had a lot of spooky things happen to me. But th- the fact of the matter is, I also feel like that my interest was shaped by the media, um, watching Spielberg films uh, and George Lucas's stuff. I mean, you know, Spielberg did Close Encounters. Uh, he produced Poltergeist. Um, you know, George Lucas created Indiana Jones, and Indiana Jones is always out there looking for something that's paranormal. And another thing that probably is underrated when it comes to influencing a guy like me 
is watching Scooby-Doo cartoons when Love I was a kid. Love Scooby-Doo. And you know, the one that they never show is the one with the Headless Horseman. That <laughs> well, is my favorite, and they never show it. I figured that you also were a Scooby-Doo fan, and, and, and that's why you know I saw this story and I thought, well, I need to bring this up. Listen to this headline. It's from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Headline is, Pantsless Man. In the lewd Scooby Doo van display. <laughs> I'm like, what? 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 A lewd Scooby Doo van? And it says here, in front of many children, a South Carolina man pulled his pants down and jumped atop a Scooby Doo van in Myrtle Beach Park, according to police who arrested him for indecent exposure. The 21-year-old carpenter was nabbed after police received reports of a disturbance. Uh, it says when they located him, he, not surprisingly, smelled of booze and was slurring his speech. Um, says the arresting officers note that the man, quote, had jumped onto a Scooby-Doo van in the middle of the park, proceeded to pull down his pants and expose his rear and sing the Scooby-Doo song, in quotes. <laughs> they said many children around the park saw him do this. So he's been, you know, charged with a few things. They say the mystery van was on display in the park as part of Myrtle Beach's Halloween Fright Nights festivities. And that's from the smoking gun. Um, Sam, I imagine you're a Scooby-Doo guy, right? I mean... Not so much nearing 40 as I used to be uh, in my 10s and 12s. But, yeah, I mean, there's, I think we all share an affinity. For, uh, well, it's pop culture. It's paranormal pop culture. Yeah. I mean, um, and there, yeah, lots of members. Scooby-Doo meets the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, I loved that. And my grandmother was a huge fan of the Harlem Globetrotters. Who was it? I know. Who was it? Yeah, but, I mean, um, good, good, good memories tied to that. Okay, well, all right, here's what we're going to do. I've got some audio that, I, that I'm going to play for you, but I want to tell everybody, um, I'm going to play this when we come back from our, our next break. Um, this is audio that is really disturbing uh, to a lot of people for obvious reasons. It is. And I'm a, I'm a, a, a scholar. I, I do a lot of investigation on the Jonestown, and this, one is, uh, this one's pretty real. Yeah, this is from November 18th of 1978, and, uh, you know, the, up until 9-11, um, the largest civilian American loss of life um, in, a, in a single, like, tragedy was the Jonestown Massacre, uh, and, and some people might think of it as a mass suicide a lot of scholars say no no this was a mass murder yeah well i'm gonna play when we come back some of the actual audio when jim jones was killing hundreds of people if you want to put it that way uh he was recording it and you're actually going to hear these people dying it's it's bad i understand if you don't want to hear it but uh you know, it's we're we're. I told you we're getting, we're digging into some disturbing audio on tonight's Halloween show. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Speaking of Strange. Lose yourself for a minute or two. 
as you stand under the bar lights and the band plays some song about forgetting yourself for doesn't love thriller and you know that's just another one of those examples of a mainstream uh you know cultural icon who made a huge impact with something paranormal um it, it's kind of you know amazing when you look back at filmmakers and, and artists uh, various kinds who have really made their mark with something that's that's creepy and spooky and uh we try to celebrate that kind of thing uh on halloween uh, I'm Joshua P. Warren, and uh, this is the program called Speaking of Strange, where we dig into the amazing, the remarkable, the downright weird. Um, let me go ahead also and, and, and read this uh, story, because, you know, if you remember the thriller video, well, there are a lot of zombies in there, including Michael Jackson. Here's a story from New Mexico, a headline, New Mexico man says he beat best friend for turning into a zombie. 
Uh, this is from Grants, New Mexico. The man had been watching TV's The Walking Dead and says that he fatally beat his friend before his friend could become a zombie. Uh, Grant's police spokesman uh, said the killer, uh, a 23-year-old, just snapped after binge-watching uh, binge The Walking Dead uh, and killed his 23-year-old friend who was beaten to death and is being held on a murder charge. Uh, when officers were called, the uh, uh, killer was wielding a knife. Uh, they found the victim's body inside an apartment, and maintenance workers were there detaining the killer. The killer told investigators that they had been drinking uh, when his friend began, quote, to change into a zombie, end quote, and tried to bite him. Uh, he said he had no choice but to take him out. Uh, police say the killer beat his friend with hands, feet, an electric guitar, and a microwave oven to the point that the body barely looked human. Uh, and the man attributed his actions to binge-watching The Walking Dead, which, of course, centers on a zombie apocalypse. I want to point out something. I know that many times when we talk about these stories where people flip out and do crazy things, uh, drinking is involved. But rest assured, there are plenty, plenty, plenty more people who drink who don't do things like this. So I think it's kind of like, you know, um, a lot of criminals are drinkers, but most drinkers are not criminals. So I don't want, it to, I don't, don't want you to listen and be like, oh, crap, it's these people drinking beer. It takes us back to the Prohibition days. People drinking are the ones who were, you know, killing zombies and stabbing people through the heart and eating them. You know, it's not fair to do that. As a matter of fact... Some people out there who do horrible things, um, they are just, I don't know, they're, they're, they're sober, they're stone-cold sober. In other cases, they have a whole cocktail of weird things. And one of the, the creepiest bits of audio out there, and, and most disturbing, involves a form of drinking, but they're not drinking alcohol, they're drinking the punch. We've all heard about drinking the punch. I was hoping and, uh, that you would say that and not make the mistake of saying the Kool-Aid, because that's a misnomer. They were not drinking Kool-Aid. It was actually an off-brand. Mm, well, yeah. that's not it surprising. Like, it was like Flavor Right or something. Yeah, it's like, why say, spend the extra money? Yeah. <laughs> you, you, well, you're kind of a, a, an aficionado on this uh, terrible event, aren't you? I Sam? don't know why I got... Um, I'm I'm fascinated by cult leaders more so than serial killers because serial killers, I mean, are intriguing in their own way, but cult leaders have uh, that charisma to actually make people follow them and believe that they're like a god or, you know, something close to it. And it it just fascinates me. Maybe I'm just too lazy to ever, you know, try. I'm like, I don't care, whatever. But, like, how? What did, what did Jim Jones have that made these people sell their earthly belongings, give him all the money, move to another country away from their families or bring their families with them in a lot of cases and, you know, buy into his lie that this was like um, a land of milk and honey when really it was just a barren land that nothing could be grown on and, like, you know, start an actual viable community there. And then, you know, I think by the end they were in too deep and they were like, you know, I don't think most of them at all wanted to commit suicide. 
And I do well, think it was a mass murder. But Well, you know, a lot of people who are, are our age or older, they know what we're talking about. They know Jonestown and Jim Jones. But for some of the younger listeners who may not know that much, I mean, Jim Jones was a supposed uh, Christian minister who took his flock, if you will, down to um, Guyana and uh, formed their own commune called Jonestown. And to be fair, he was, before that, he was a very, you know, um, good, he was a great preacher and a community leader in San Francisco, the Oakland Bay Area. He he united a lot of, uh, you know, racial divides of the time. But then something switched. I don't know. So Jonestown was the informal name for the People's Temple Agricultural Project formed by the People's Temple, an American religious organization under his leadership, and it became internationally notorious when on November 18, 1978, over 900 people died in the remote commune. Uh, again, to, the, to a certain extent, the, the actions have been viewed as a mass suicide. Uh, others, including some survivors, regarded as a mass murder. When he pretty much uh, put cyanide in punch and distributed it, and we have, you know, men, women, children, and babies uh, that are being, you know, drinking or force-fed. And the elderly, you know, I mean, elderly, yeah. This like, you know, cyanide-laced. Uh, punch, and uh, over so over nine hundred people had died in, just in that act. There were other acts of violence leading up to this. It blows the mind to think when you see the pictures too. To see that many people, you know. Yeah, the largest such event in modern history, and resulted in the largest single loss of American civilian life in a deliberate act until September eleventh of two thousand one. We're going to play a two minute clip. Uh, he was on a microphone talking to his flock, and you're gonna. And this is one of the worst things. You're actually gonna hear babies screaming in the background as they're being force-fed this. Um, it, you know, uh, this is. It's real. I mean, it really is disturbing. Also, um, a footnote: this is right after, and I think it's the only time in history also that a sitting congressman was murdered. Uh, this was after um, some of his followers killed um, Congressman Leo Ryan who had flown out there on behest of the families, and uh, they had just killed him on the airstrip. And he's like, well, you know, I mean, what are we going to do now? we got to go, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, actually, you know what, Sam? Uh, we don't have enough time to play this clip before our break, so we'll take a break. And, and again, this is, I guess, an, a, an additional opportunity for a warning for people who don't want to hear this because you're actually going to hear Jim Jones um, in, inspiring these people um to kill themselves and when i first heard it when the internet came out i mean it was really uh like i didn't know it existed the fact that it even exists is a pretty intriguing you know if not dark thing but it's very uh historically intriguing Uh, yeah and, and you know ultimately what it shows you is that um these people they were in an area that was so remote where they had no control i mean if if they hadn't have participated or cooperated then they would have been killed by his gun yeah they were killing people you know he yeah. got he got shot in the back of the head somebody killed him too he didn't drink the punch yeah so um all right we'll take our break when we come back we're going to play two minutes and there's a long tape but we're just going to play two minutes of this disturbing audio and i'm telling you you know there you may think there are monsters out there in the woods but 
This is a real monster. I'm Joshua P. Warren. This is Speaking of Strange. It's Speaking of Strange, presented by Wright's Coin Shop, the Halloween edition. I'm your host, Joshua P. Warren. Let me tell you a creepy story real quick before we get to this audio. This is a true story. I have a good friend who likes to play sick jokes from time to time, and uh, his mother is a yard gnome collector. And so whenever his mom and dad go out of town, um, sometimes he likes to do wacky things with the yard gnomes that will shock and surprise them when they get back home. So his mom and dad went out of town, and he'd already been doing pranks for years, and he was trying to figure out, like, what's the most extreme next step that I can do? And he had one of these dark ideas. Uh, so he took all of her yard gnomes, and he brought them into the living room, and he uh, sort of scattered them around all over the place with a bunch of uh, empty plastic cups. And he took a CD of the complete Jim Jones audio and he put it into their stereo and put it on loop so that whenever they returned home, they would walk inside and they would hear this audio of Jim Jones, you know, doing his thing, and they would see the yard gnomes with the cups strewn everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> 
So anyway, um, he sets all this up meticulously. He makes sure it's on loop. Everything's perfect. And this guy is a very meticulous guy. Um, and so he just waits till he knows, you know, the day and the hour is going to come when his parents return home. So they get home, and his mom calls him. And she says, very funny, you know, and uh, because she obviously walks onto the scene and she sees all the dolls or all the gnomes with the, the cups. And he says to her, so uh, how'd you like the recording? And she says, huh? And he goes, yeah, how'd you like the audio? She goes, what do you mean? And he goes, oh, man, it wasn't playing. He goes, yeah, I put a CD in your stereo on loop. Uh, of Jim Jones, you know, doing his recording as all the people in Jonestown were drinking the the punch. And so she said, hang on a second. And she went over to the stereo and then she came back and she said, there's no CD in the stereo. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. And it was true. It's one of those things that has never been solved. Uh, what happened to that CD? in that stereo. I, I, you know what? I just got goosebumps. I, I don't know. Whew. Seriously, I just got that little chill. Um, okay, here we have it. Uh, it's, this is two minutes long. This is just you know a part of this, and you're going to hear uh, what's happening in the background as people are, are dying, and, uh, and he is um, egging them on um, on his microphone. So here is Jim Jones, November 18th, 1978. I was to respect die with a degree of dignity. Lay down your life with dignity. Don't lay down with tears and agony. There's nothing to death. It's like Max said. It's just stepping over in another plane. Don't, don't be this way. Stop this hysterics. This is not the way for people who are socialist to communists to die. No way for us to die. We must die with some dignity. Soon we'll have no choice. Now we have some choice. You think they're going to allow this to be done and allow us to get by with this? Must be insane. Children, it's just something to put you to rest. Oh, God. Mother, 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 please. Mother, please, please, please. Don't, don't do this. Don't do this. Stay down your life with your child, but don't do this. at last. Peace. Keep your emotions down. Keep your emotions down. Children, it will not hurt if you'll be, if you'll be quiet. If you'll be quiet.
It's never been done before, you say. It's been done by every tribe in history, every tribe facing annihilation. All the Indians of the Amazon are doing it right now. They refuse to bring any babies into the world. They kill every child that comes into the world because they don't want to live in this kind of a world. So be patient, be patient. Death is... I tell you, I don't care how many screams you hear, I don't care how many anguished cries, death is a million times preferable to ten more days of this life. If you knew what was ahead of you, if you knew what was ahead of you, you'd be glad to be stepping over tonight. Death, death, death is common to people. In the Eskimos, they take death in their stride. Let's be dignified. Let's be dignified. If you quit telling them they're dying, you, if you adults would stop some of this nonsense, adults, 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 I call on you to stop this nonsense. I call on you to quit exciting your children when all they're doing is going to quiet rest. I call on you to stop this now. If you have any respect at all, are we black, proud, and socialist, or what are we? All right, so, um, you know, it's, wow, it's like, I, I've heard that many times, but gosh, every time I hear it, it's so, so dark, so disturbing. You know what, I mean, I've heard that audio uh, myself several times, many times. I never had noticed until you said that in the break about the, the lisp. Mm-hmm. Never, never heard that. And maybe it's because I've never listened to it with, like, headphones on. Um, but it was very pronounced in that. I, it was very strange. I'd never heard that before. Yeah, well, you know, um, like I was saying, hey, you, know, you, can, you can speculate about the monsters that are out there uh, in, in the woods or the aliens in outer space or the ghosts that can pop up in your bedroom at night, but there's no doubt about it. Uh, what you just heard there was, was a real monster i mean this was just the the condensation of uh just callous pure evil and right where, there where does that come from like uh because like i was saying before you know i mean he, there's pictures of him with uh rosalind carter uh mm-hmm. you know he was a well-respected member of the community um uh mm-hmm. he did a lot of good things and at the time he didn't seem to be insane or anything and like yeah. where does that power or Maybe it was like a God complex or something, you know? Well, you know, just kind of leading into uh, what's going to become our final uh, segment of the night where I have uh, some more audio to play for you. Um, I will never forget the very first time that I personally attended an exorcism. And it goes back to this idea that people can become possessed by something evil. And... um, I was contacted by a woman in South Carolina who told me that she had objects that were flying off the walls of her house and there was some, you know, being there that was sort of beating her and battering her. So I went down to her house. The first time I was there, I actually saw some of these objects flying around. It was a very shabby sort of house. And at one point I was sitting on the couch with another researcher and she was standing in front of us. And on the wall behind her was a little decorative dove, and I literally watched that dove launch off the wall and just shatter at her feet. Um, I was so depressed (laughs) that we didn't get that on camera that we went back to her house with a team of cameramen, and we did capture some amazing objects moving around. If you go to the Gallery of the Strange at joshuapwarren.com. I think that is probably one of the clips. But 
eventually uh, she wanted an exorcism. And uh, frankly, one of the people with our team tried to exorcise her. And the fact of the matter is he really wasn't qualified to do this. But I saw this woman writhing. I saw her face practically shape-shifting. I saw her screaming and growling. And at one point, um, it was almost like they looked to me as if I should participate. And they were saying, get out of her, get out of her. And I said one thing, my my one and only contribution to this. I said, leave. You are commanded. And that is literally where the whole you are commanded thing comes from. Uh, Me being in the middle of this exorcism. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I'm going to play some exorcism audio for you that some people find very disturbing, understandably. I'm Joshua P. Warren. It's a special Halloween edition of Speaking of Strange. At the top of a hill there's a house where no one lives So you take a big bag of your big city money there and buy it But at night when the house is dark and you're all alone There's a noise upstairs At the top of the stairs there's a door and you take a deep breath and try it And the flashlight shows you something Inside the door There's a tattered dress And a feeling you have felt Somewhere before And then the creepy doll That always follows you It's got a ruined eye It's always open And then the creepy doll That always follows you It's got a pretty mouth Tonight's special Halloween edition of Speaking of Strange brought to you by Wright's Coin Shop. The number to Wright's is 828-298-5402. My name is Joshua P. Warren. By the way, I'm going to be traveling next week, so uh, if there is not a ball game on Saturday, then uh, we'll just have a best of for you. Uh, but uh, stay, stay uh, tuned in, so to speak, to speakingofstrange.com to learn about uh, upcoming shows and when everything will be back on track. Okay, I've got a couple more pieces of audio I want to play for you this Halloween night. Um, The first one is one that definitely disturbs a lot of people. Um, And maybe you've seen the movie Emily Rose, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Well, that is based on the story of a woman who died when she was 23 right after an exorcism. Um, she was a German named Annalise Michael, and she underwent a Catholic exorcism in 1975 and then died afterward, they said, due to lack of medical care. They say she was malnourished and dehydrated, and her parents and the priest responsible for the exorcism were charged uh, with negligence. But um, 
this is an actual example of a real 400-year-old exorcism of a supposedly demon-possessed girl. And it lasts uh, a little over a minute. And, uh, well, this really freaks some people out, but this is real. Here you go. So, you can hear that voice, and you can ask yourself, is this a human voice, or is this a human being a, you know, used as a channel for some other voice from some demonic realm? Um, you have to make that decision on your own. But, boy, it kind of, it really does make the hair bristle, doesn't it? I, and I didn't is, like it. Yeah. Well, you know, and honestly, Sam, the listeners aren't going to know this, but we've had some very, very weird technical problems while that clip was playing, haven't we? Uh, we have. I said to Miss Wright, I was like, look, we've done almost three hours here about big feet and cult leaders and all this and that, and everything's fine. And as soon as I was, and while we were playing that audio, I'm thinking, like, that poor girl, like, she looked haggard and rough, like she'd been up for, like, weeks or something, you know, like. It seemed awful. Like, well, I was like, what an awful existence. And then we're just besieged with uh, technical issues. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, see what happens when you mess around with demons and whatnot? It is weird. I mean, Shelly, you can bear witness to this. Is this. Are we not telling the truth? Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got one last clip that I want to play for you guys tonight. And uh, this is one of those EVP clips. Um, this is a recording that a kid was making uh, and when he accidentally captured this EVP. And it's very faint uh, in the background. You can hear him talking, and he's talking about his recording in YouTube or whatever. And then in the background, you can hear what sounds like a very creepy voice. Uh, you might want to turn your volume up so that you can hear this very sort of subtle EVP sound in the background. Um, uh, but uh, and, and, and this came from Canada, actually. So this is a 12-year-old boy in Canada who captured this in 2008. So listen very, very closely, and let's see if you can figure out what this little voice is saying. Okay, Sam, let's play it. This is in gray is broadcasting itself. So right now I'm just trying to point out the obvious so that you know, like, listen, you know, because it's easier. But, okay, so here you go. 
Now, when you look. Okay. You thought you played a funny, didn't you? I'm sorry. <laughs> you know Shelly's got migraines, Josh. <laughs> Don't be doing did, that to her. Did Shelly fall for it? No, I, I no. warned her. Okay. Yeah, I bet you did. Hey, are we already I, going out? I, was it, is it, I thought that was our time. Is that our oh, time? We have like two more minutes Oh, left. do we? <laughs> you threw yeah. me off with all that screaming and jibber-jabber. The, the technical problems that we had just completely threw our time frame off. Maybe this is like a, a Back to the Future type thing where we all came back and, like, we need to synchronize our swatches. Maybe we came back from that and we're all, like, two minutes in the future and we don't we can't account for it. It's all plausible. I can tell you, I don't, you know, hopefully it's been a, as freaky a night for all of you listening as it has been for those of us here producing this show. Be sure to email us and let us know if anything weird happened to you while you were listening to tonight's special Halloween edition. Because if you believe that these recordings not only carry the sound, but also capture the energy then, oh boy, have we put some twisted energy out on the airwaves tonight. And so, uh, thank you for spending your creepy Halloween with us. That's going to do it for this edition of the program. And I want to sincerely thank Brian Hall, Sam Still, John Anderson, and Mobius. This is Speaking of Strange, where the unusual becomes usual. Until next time, we'll be at speakingofstrange.com. Now, listen, be sure to sign up for the free e-newsletter and Twitter. Don't ever text while driving. I hope those of you who are driving have a very safe and responsible trip home tonight. And tune in next week for a best of, barring a ball game, you are commanded.